The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 274. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. Before we jump into our great question today, I want to let you know that MCAT registration, if you're listening to this sometime around when this comes out at the end of April 2021, registration is now open for the next several months for the MCAT. Go check out blueprintprep.com or blueprintmcat.com, probably the best, most memorable link nowadays, blueprintmcat.com for links to all of the dates that are now available to register as well as sign up for your free account where you get a free half-length diagnostic, free full-length one, which we've been covering on the MCAT podcast, as well as access to their amazing study planner tool. I want to let you know it's a common issue with registration right now that if you delay registering, you may have to travel. You may have to stay at a hotel, travel to get an MCAT location, a seat, on the test day that you want. So the earlier that you register, the better you'll be. Go get some more information at blueprintmcat.com. That's our MCAT Minute sponsored by Blueprint MCAT. Today I wanna talk about a question that came in about starting off poorly. And not starting off poorly because a student was a bad student, but starting off poorly because a student was in the military and was taking classes because that's what you're supposed to do as an enlisted member of the military to continue to educate yourself and and that goes towards rank and promotions and all that other stuff. But grades don't really matter. And this student kind of took that to heart a little bit too much. Our student today says, I never wanted to be a doctor until about two years ago. I spent two decades in the military and ended up being medically retired due to illness. My experience the last few years of my career dealing with this illness and interacting with physicians inspired me to follow this path. Here's the thing. As an enlisted soldier, GPA doesn't matter. So there were a few times when I dropped my education completely for the sake of my mission as a soldier, resulting in some Fs. Heck, half of my credits were earned while deployed overseas. At the time, this didn't matter. I never planned on doing anything but being a soldier. Aside from those specific instances, I made pretty good grades. I'm also making pretty good grades now. All A's and B's at this point. If I stayed on this road, I will get my cumulative GPA to just over a 3.1, and my science GPA will be around a 3.5 by the time I finish my undergrad. There's still doubt in me that they would ever accept me, though. Is there any way to explain this issue without sounding like I'm trying to make an excuse about it? So this is such a common question, a common problem, whether you're in the military or not in the military, you're just young and stupid and and don't care about your grades because, hey, mom and dad just told me I needed to go to college as soon as I turned 18 or as soon as I graduated from high school, get out of the house, go to college, and you just weren't really motivated. 
This happens all the time. It's part of the reason why I don't really understand our education system. It's like, hey, at 18 years old, before your frontal lobe is fully kind of matured and, and there, we want you to decide for the rest of your life what you want to do and go get in lots of debt to do that. So it's it's makes sense that so many people start their educational journey, their post-secondary education journey, unsure what to do away from home potentially for the first time, lacking the skills necessary to do well in school, and they do poorly. And it's not a reflection on their academic ability. It's not a reflection on their IQ or how smart they are. It's a reflection on being young. And unfortunately, that punishment causes lots of problems in the future. The, the punishment of being young and, and silly in college, the punishment is you're going to have to work a lot harder in the future to improve your grades. Now, luckily, luckily, you are not accepted to medical school based on your GPA. Now, it sounds weird when I say it that way, and I've never really talked about it that way before, but you're not accepted to medical school based on your GPA. You're accepted to medical school based on your academic readiness to do well in medical school. And yes, some schools will filter based on GPA and sometimes luck of the draw, you get filtered out before someone actually ever sees your application and sees that your academic readiness shows that you are going to crush medical school assuming you'll crush medical school, right? Your final GPA number, especially for a student like this, doesn't look good. But luckily, medical schools are not accepting you based on that number. They are accepting you based on academic readiness. What does that look like? Well, it looks like your trend. This is something I talk about all the time. What is the story behind the number? And when you go on to Student Doctor Network, you go on to Reddit, students never talk about this. They only talk about, oh, I have a 3-4. Oh, I have a 3-2. Okay, what does that mean? What is the story? So if you're listening to this and you go on Student Doctor Network, you go on Reddit, you find value there, great. Make sure that you are asking those questions. If someone posts a question, says, hey, I have a 3-3, what are my chances? Say, well, I don't know. I don't know what a 3-3 looks like. What's the story behind that number? The context of that number matters so much more than just the number itself. Sure, a 4.0 student is great, right? We all love the 4.0 student. But what happens when that 4.0 student, who likely hasn't, right, making assumptions here, who likely hasn't had a lot of challenges academically because they have a 4.0, gets punched in the face in medical school. Medical school admissions offices and officers and reviewers aren't going to know how this student is going to react when they get punched in the face. A student who, have a may, who, who may have a lower overall GPA, like this student here, cumulative GPA of just over a 3.1, that doesn't look great on the face of things. But when you peel back like an onion and you get the story and you go back and you see, oh, lots of Fs, what's going on here? 
Let me look more recently. Ooh, lots of A's. That tells a story of someone who either just wasn't ready to be a college student, someone who was in a profession where grades didn't matter, but kind of still went to school anyway and just gave up on grades and some classes. And then at some point, a switch happened. And that student now with either stability or conviction and what they wanted to do, whatever that looks like, shows, hey, I have the academic ability to do well in medical school. My overall GPA doesn't look great, but here's the story. Open up the book and see my trends skyrocket as soon as I realize that this is the path that I want. Medical schools now have an assumption that when you get punched in the face in medical school, that that student's going to do well because they've already been punched in the face or or maybe they just didn't care. They weren't really punched in the face. But there's more context around that number. That's important. Medical schools are not accepting you based on that final number. They're accepting you based on the story behind those numbers. And so for this student, you're going to have to tell the story. The question is, where do you tell that story? Is it meant for your primary application, your personal statement? Potentially. I talk in my personal statement book how you can have a red flag statement in your personal statement. I think that's okay. I think it could go in secondary essays, kind of a, is there anything else you want to tell me? Or a lot of schools will say, hey, do you have any grades less than a B minus? Tell us about those grades. It could go there. If you're applying to TMDSAS, there's an optional essay, kind of everything, anything else you want to tell us. You could potentially write about it there. There are lots of options. And at the end of the day, the best thing that you can do is tell your truth. The truth is, hey, I went to school. I was just floating by because it wasn't important and I would rather focus on the mission than, than get good grades and that it is reflected there. And it wasn't until two years ago when I realized I wanted to be a physician that I started really focusing on my grades and you can see that I, I've done fine. Let the medical schools understand very briefly what that story looks like. Your transcripts will be the biggest storyteller for you. Your transcripts will be the biggest advocate for you. You don't need to spell out in your personal statement or anywhere else like, oh, over the last 60 credit hours, I had this GPA and I did this and I did that. Your transcripts will show that. So if you are in a situation, whether you're in the military, not in the military, you started off poorly or you you were in the middle poorly somewhere, as long as it's not at the end, because if you did poorly at the end, then that will not be your true end because you'll have to continue to show some stability and upward trend after you do poorly. But if you do poorly at the beginning, in the middle, you can overcome. As Americans, we love comeback stories and medical school admissions is no different. Having context around why you struggled, why your grades were poor to begin with, and then showing that you are doing well now will make all the difference in the world. Will a top institution like Harvard or WashU give you the time of day? It really depends on their process, how they rank, how they sort, 
all of that stuff. But there will be a medical school, many medical schools out there who will look at students like this with lower overall GPAs and average science GPAs, 3.5 here, and give them plenty of opportunity to continue to tell their story in an interview so that they can get an acceptance to medical school. Hopefully that was helpful. Thank you for your service. Good luck on your journey to medical school. Don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com where you can get free half-length diagnostic, free full-length one, which we're covering on the MCAT podcast, as well as awesome study planner tool and lots of other goodies. Go check them out, blueprintmcat.com. Thank you, Blueprint, for sponsoring the MCAT Minute. And go register for your exam if you're taking it soon. Have a great day. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.